We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Today, we're going to review Ezekiel chapter 10. Uh, now, remember yesterday when we were studying Ezekiel 9, it was talking about uh, God telling Ezekiel to go gather the men, especially at the house of the Lord first, uh, to gather the men and to bring their weapons of war. Okay, so that's what was chapter 9. And then he found the one man who had uh, linen on, and he told him, I want you to go in uh, through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark on the foreheads of the men, uh, and I want you to mark them. These are the ones that have cried about the judgment, that understood the condition of Israel, and they knew that judgment was coming based upon Israel's actions type of deal. So... Right here in chapter 9, that's what that says. And so they go out and they do it. And they go out and they slaughter. They did just like God said. And what was so sad, Brian, is God said, I want you to start with the tab. I want you to start with the house of Israel. Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. Remember that. And so... Okay, so they go out there and they've killed them all or done the killing and then the one guy comes back. So let's go to verse 11. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the ink horn by his side. He's the one, remember, that did the marks on the forehead of the ones that were preparing for the judgment, uh, which had the ink horn by his side, reported the matter, saying... I have done as thou hast commanded. Okay, now let's move on to chapter 10. This is so interesting, Brian. It said, well, hello, Miss Sherry. Hello, Harry, Sherry, 
Susan, Ann, Wendy, Judy. Those are the ones I can see. Hello, everybody. Okay, so we're moving on to chapter 10. Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them, as it were, a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Uh, thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. Okay, now we're in chapter 10, but let me tell you about Ezekiel chapter 1. See, Ezekiel is the prophet. He's the prophet of Israel, and God took him into an open vision by the river in chapter 1. And he showed him in chapter 1 how, the, how God looks, really, because he showed him the firmament. And underneath the firmament were four creatures. They were cherubim. They were four creatures, and they had four wings each. Two wings cover their bodies, two wings above their bodies. And then above them, in the firmament above, is where God was. And it talked about God set on his throne, <clears throat> and there was fire. God is basically a burning ball of light. Uh, that's what it looks like according to this vision. Okay, so now let's start here. So then I looked, and behold, in the firmament... That's what he's talking about. That was above the head of the cherubims. There appeared over them, as it were, a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Can y'all imagine what the throne of God really looks like? I mean, in Ezekiel, all through the book of Ezekiel, it talks about stones and, and beautiful rocks and all the different things, the wheels within wheels, they all have eyes on them. Uh, the cherubim that are underneath the throne all have eyes. They have four heads. Uh, one is an ox, one is a human, one is an eagle, and one is a lion. And these are underneath God. And then every one of the cherubim, like say there's four cherubim, like one, two, three, four. Each of them have a wheel. A wheel within a wheel with eyes on it. And then above that is God on his throne. Okay. Alright, so let's keep going. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen and said, Now this is the guy with linen that come back and he had marked all the people that knew about judgment and they were weeping to God because of the condition of the sinful country. Go in between the wheels. I was like, oh no, oh my gosh. They want him to go in between the wheels. It said, even under the cherub. I would be so scared to get near them things. <laughs> Can you imagine? And fill thy hand with coals of fire from between the cherubims and scatter them over the city. And he went in in my sight. I was like, oh my gosh. First of all, look, Brian, we could spend a whole day on just this verse right here. Why? Because remember the wheels have eyes. Uh, can you imagine what those eyes have seen? And also it says in chapter 1 that the wheels carry the spirit of the cherubims. So it's like... a. It's like the spirit, okay, like say this is a cherubim, right? Alright, this is a cherubim. Remember, he's got the four wings. He's got the four heads. He's got the hooves uh, for his feet. He's got legs like a man. He's got these hooves. 
and then right beside him he has his own will within a will that's his spirit over here and it says that everywhere that this chair turns the wheel turns with it it's like they're in perfect synchronicity and so there's four of them okay and they're all together so it says right here this man is going in there <laughs> I'm like, wow can you imagine and then fill thy hand with the coals of fire. Who would want to touch that coal? I mean, seriously, think about how holy this situation is. All right, in verse 3. Now the cherubims stood on the right side of the house. Which means these were they were walking when the man went in. And the cloud filled the inner court. Can you imagine this man having access into the Holy of Holies? I mean, seriously. What an honor it is that this man with linen was able to mark God's people, first of all, in the city, and then come back and have access to go in the inner courts and to be able to go in there and touch the coals. Oh, my goodness. Let's go down. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house, over the doorway. Now, picture this, Brian. The glory of the Lord stood. <laughs> Hello? Remember that vision that Ezekiel had about uh, the spirit when he said that, okay, like, say, this is the spirit that he saw. The top part was a man, and it was like amber. And the bottom was nothing but fire. Amber is like a burning heat. And this is all fire. That is what that is. And so the, that thing, this spirit just walked in and stood over the threshold of the house. And the house was filled with the cloud, with the glory. And the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. Can you imagine... I mean, y'all got a picture of this bride. This is the temple in the middle of the judgment. In the middle of people. There's people, while all this is going on, there's people in the streets getting their heads cut off, being stabbed to death, kids getting killed, babies getting killed, mothers getting killed, suffering, great suffering. While all this glory was going on. And look what it says right here, bride. Obedience. This man that walked into the temple, <clears throat> obeyed the Lord, went into the Holy of Holies, went in between the cherubs, in between the wheel within a wheel, in between all the eyes, in between this spirit with the brightness and the fire, then he was able to go in there. I mean, can you imagine how this man must feel and was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory? And the sound of the cherubim's wings was heard even to the outer court. I mean, I just want to cry, bride. That is just so amazing if you think about it. Because in chapter 1, it talked about the sound of those wings sounds like God talking. As the voice of the Almighty God when He speaks. 
I mean, I can't even fake the sound, but can you imagine like, shh, shh, like this? And then, and it came to pass that when he had commanded the man clothed with linen, saying, Take fire from beneath the wheels, from beneath the cherubims, then he went in and stood beside the wheels. Do you not just feel the presence of the Lord? I just cannot imagine what that man was feeling at that time. And then I, I wrote over here, Book of Revelation, the wheel within a wheel there. Wow. You know, oh my God, holy. Okay, so then he said, And one cherub stretched forth his hand from between the cherubims into the fire that was between the cherubims and took thereof and put it into the hands of him that was clothed with linen who took it and went out. Can you imagine this man getting this and how he must have felt? And there appeared in the cherubims the form of a man's hand under their wings. Remember that happened earlier in Ezekiel. And when I looked, behold, the four wheels by the cherubims, one wheel by one cherub, and another wheel by another cherub, and the appearance. And before we go on, I want to bring this up. When God goes out from a people, all judgments hit them. I want you to consider this, bride, because this is what's happening right here. When this man is taking the coals of fire from the altar, when he's in the temple here, and God says, I want you to go and spread them throughout the city. That is so sad because... Remember, God talked about all their filth and everything before and how they had whoredomed against him. These fires at the coals of the altar represent the purity of God, the holiness of God. Okay, let's read this where we had left off on this previous verse here. And when I looked, behold, the four wheels by the cherubims, one wheel by one cherub, and another wheel by another cherub. And the appearance of the wheels was as the color of a barrel stone. I looked it up, it's a greenish blue. And as for their appearances, they four, these are the cherubims, had one likeness, as if a wheel had been in the midst of a wheel. Now when they went, they went up upon their four sides. They turned not as they went, but to the place whether the head looked, they followed it. Remember I told you how the head falls. They turned not as they went, and their whole body and their backs and their hands and their wings and their wheels were full of eyes round about. Even the wheels that they for had. As for the wheels, it was cried unto them in my hearing, O wheel, 
You know, I thought about that when I read that. I'm like, what does that mean? And remember when I explained how the cherubims, each their spirit was in a wheel within a wheel. So the only thing I can think of is the wheel is grieving. Because it says, as for the wheels, it was cried unto them in my hearing, O wheel. So the spirit, it's like the spirit of these cherubims were grieving over the judgment that's being poured out over Israel. And every one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub. And the second face was the face of a man. And the third was the face of a lion. And the fourth was the face of an eagle. That cherub is like a... Uh, the one side of it looked like a ram, sort of. Okay, and the cherubims were lifted up. This is the living creature that I saw by the river of Shabar. Now see, that was in, verse, in chapter 1. When the heavens opened and he went into an open vision and he saw the firmament and all the cherubs and he saw God up on the throne and all that. Okay, verse 16. And when the cherubims went, the wheels went by them, and when the cherubims lifted up their wings to mount from the earth, the same wheels also turned not from beside them. They were their little sidekick, huh? Now when they stood, these stood. And when they were lifted up, these lifted up themselves also. For the spirit of the living creature was in them, remember? I explained, I'll do another little graph. If you take the cherubim, let's say this is a cherubim, all right, and so there he is. He's got his little hooves, and he's got his four wings, okay? And then right beside him is a wheel within a wheel. And there's four cherubims, and they each have one wheel. So that's what it's saying there. Inside those wheels is the spirit of the cherubim. Then the glory of the Lord departed. Now this is sad from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted up their wings. Oh my gosh, I've got a revelation of what just happened. Oh my Lord, this is terrible, bride. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they went out, the wheels also were beside them. And everyone stood at the door of the east gate of the Lord's house. And the glory of the God of Israel was over them above. Oh my gosh, do y'all see what's happening here, bride? This means God is leaving. Okay, this is the living creature that I saw under the God of Israel by the river of Shabar. And I knew that they were the cherubims. Every one had four faces apiece, and every one had four wings, and the likeness of the hands of man was under their wings. And the likeness of their faces was the same faces which I saw by the river of Shabar. Their appearances and themselves, they went every one straight forward. Oh my gosh, do y'all catch on to what's happening, bride? 
God is leaving Israel. Picture this, bride. When God lifts his hand off our country, that's it. And that's what he was saying. When when he leaves, the judgment's going to be terrible. Because think about it. The goodness of God is what gives us our peace and our joy and all the different blessings that our country has had is because of God's hand of favor. That's all. And when we spit in his face, when we hurt his name, and when we deny him, and we embarrass him, and we uh, are ashamed of him, and we're not defending his word anymore, and we're not trying to tell people how to have a relationship with him because we're scared of people's faces anymore. We're not telling them sin is what will keep you away from a relationship with God. Sin is what will take you to hell. By not telling them the truth, uh, it's stirring up a, a anger and jealousy in God because He wants us to tell the truth to His people so He can have a relationship with them. This is our job, you know. And so I pray that uh, you've learned a lot today uh, from Ezekiel chapter 10. Tomorrow we'll get in on chapter 11. Uh, this is so good. Oh my goodness. Let me see how much more we got here. Oh wow. Okay, we still got a lot left in Ezekiel. All the way up to chapter 40. Um, okay, Brad, well, I just wanted to thank y'all for getting me, uh, you know, the birthday present, I mean, birthday wishes. I really appreciate it. God bless you and have a good day.